On today's news episode, we discuss the new Avengers trailer, the likely successor to CEO Bob Iger, and Jared's take on the Star Wars Battlefront 2 video game. This is the Capture the Magic podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Capture the Magic Podcast, episode 48. This is our weekly news show that we post every Thursday, where we chat about the latest Disney World news and rumors. Plus, we have a little mini discussion at the end of the show. Uh, My name is Jamie, and I am joined by my wonderful husband, Jared. How are you, Jared? I'm good. I'm tired, good. but I'm good. Yeah. Today was a blur, but it was yeah, a long day. What did you do today for like a couple hours that took so long? Uh, soundproofed. Uh, what? Where we will be recording the? Well, eventually going to be the video podcast. So just mm-hmm. had to get the room soundproofed, and I still got a little bit to do, but I got the major stuff out of the way today. So, and well, as part of the soundproofing, we figured out that. We have a bunch of mismatching doors, like our closet doors, and we had to rearrange those. And well, I don't think that it was, the, was a. Pain. I don't think as much as the doors as it. Our house built the the uh, doorways aren't exactly level, which yeah. I know is an issue in a lot of houses sometimes. So yeah, I think that's what causes the doors to sometimes be weird. So, but it's good. So. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you feel better. So, well, before we get started with the show, we have a little bit of housekeeping we want to get to. Um, on top of our new show that we release every Thursday, we also have a Diz Talk episode that goes out every Monday. And this past Monday, we talked about our Diz Faves, which is a change in title from our Love It, Hate It show. Um, our Diz Faves on the Disney Deluxe Hotels at Disney World. So give that a listen after this episode. And we encourage everyone to follow us on social media. We are on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And information about those accounts are all in the show notes. And this podcast is available on many platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And it's also posted on our website, CaptureTheMagicPodcast.com. And if you're a new listener to the podcast, thank you for listening. And please subscribe to our newsletter on our website, again, CaptureTheMagicPodcast.com, to be notified of new episodes that are released. You'll also be entered to win a free t-shirt just for signing up. And all that information is in the show notes. And our winner for our November signup has been chosen. So we will be emailing you later tonight. And I think that's all for housekeeping. Anything you want to add, Jared? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, good deal. Well, we got uh, quite a bit of news. Well, uh, we got we got a we got a good amount. We were gone last week because of Thanksgiving, so we didn't have a news show. So we've got quite a bit of big stuff to talk about today. So. As always, we start with the main business type news, and Jared's going to be reading the stories for us today. So, Jared, why don't you go ahead and start with the first one? Okay. Uh, Yeah, the first story here is that uh, chairman of Disney Parks and Resorts, Bob Chapek, is being considered for CEO Bob Iger's uh, job when he leaves, which is probably going to be, I think his contract is up uh, in eighteen. I think it's June of 19 now. Oh, is, oh okay. Uh-huh. Did it get extended again? 
Yeah, it yeah. was December of 18, and then they did like six more months or something like that. Okay. Yeah, so apparently he is uh, being considered. Uh, says that uh, the Walt Disney Company CEO, Bob Iger, is scheduled to retire in 19 months, and there has been a great deal of talk as to who the successor might be. Now it appears as though one possible contender for the position uh, has finally emerged. Bob Chapek, chairman of Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, is now being viewed as a likely replacement for Iger once he steps down. Uh, Chapek has been with Disney for 24 years. He has held roles in the film studio and consumer products prior to his Parks and Resorts position. His well-rounded experience and recent success makes him a very worthy candidate. Uh, since stepping into his current role in 2015, Chapek has ensured the opening of Shanghai Disneyland, Pandora, the World of Avatar, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, as well as announcing several upcoming projects, including the Star Wars Hotel and much more. So no official announcement has been made yet, but uh, it seems likely they're probably going to look to find a re- or name a replacement for Iger soon. I'm sure for stockholder purposes and just company continuity. I would say based on all that stuff that he's been involved with since he, I mean, it's only been two years and he's done all of that stuff. Shanghai, Avatar, Galaxy, Gardens of the Galaxy, Star Wars Hotel, all the announcements from D23. Like he's been the person like behind it, I guess. And I, I mean, I hope I hope he does a good job if he if he is a successor. Yeah, I guess for the as, when it comes to the parks and resorts, it would be, I would think a good sign for them or for I guess us loving the parks and resorts that somebody who's been in charge of that the last couple of years would become CEO because right you could make a really good argument that while people hated him. Michael Eisner was great for the parks and resorts because he really concentrated on that part of it. Right. And Iger's been probably, he's been more acquisitions, probably a little bit more into the movie side of things, but not that he's, um, you know, not given any attention to the parks, but. Do you know how much they make like over like total parks and resorts versus like the movies? Do you know what makes more? Uh, according to 2014, uh, the breakdown is that Studio Entertainment made about $7.2 billion, Ooh. And Parks and Resorts made $15 billion. Whoa. So, like, twice as much. Yeah. And that's... Okay. Um, I believe that's including worldwide on right. the parks and stuff. So Is that net or is that just revenue? I believe that's revenue. Revenue? Okay. Pretty sure. Well, I don't know about how the media now the media down. networks is the biggest of twenty one million. Or tw- sorry, twenty one billion. But this was two thousand fourteen. So um oh, okay. Oh media networks. Oh. Yeah. Okay. A B because I mean they own a lot of those. So I'm sure, sure the media networks are probably down a little since then. Right. But Parks and Resorts might be up. But yeah, okay. it, it looks like Parks and Resorts a very large chunk so okay i was just curious as to see like you know obviously the person that brings in the most money maybe should have a role in the as a ceo you know yeah well they've had an issue i mean they the guy that well i guess was sort of the uh ceo in waiting i can't remember who that was and then they kind of announced that he wasn't going to be the guy and he left ah that was like what a year and a half ago that happened yeah almost two years ago um yeah they just basically let him go yeah and since then it's kind of been up in limbo and i know this has been something hanging over disney because i think it's pretty obvious that Iger's at least considering a run for president in 2020 so 
he's yeah. for sure going to be leaving Disney. I mean, his contract originally was yeah. up in 16? 17, I 17, think. 17, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of leaving something, why don't we go on to the next story, Jared? Yeah. Uh, next story here is that John Lasseter is taking a leave of absence from Pixar amid quote-unquote missteps. Um, this is a quote from him, I believe. Yeah, it says, It's never easy to face your missteps, but it's the only way to learn from them, the executive said. Disney animation head John Lasseter is taking a leave of absence from Pixar after acknowledging painful conversations and unspecified missteps, he wrote Tuesday in a memo to staff obtained by The Hollywood Reporter. This was like two weeks ago or a week ago, I think. Yeah. Uh, Lasseter's statement arrived as The Hollywood Reporter was preparing a story detailing alleged misconduct by the executive at Disney. And this is sexual misconduct that they're speaking about. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, yeah, Lasseter is best known as one of the founders of Pixar. and He's done... I mean, he's been involved in basically all the Pixar movies, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going yeah. At, that's been made. So, yeah, that's not good. And um, there's a copy of his The Memo, and we'll put it in the show notes for you guys to see. Um, but he's basically saying, like, I broke your trust and your respect and... Um, I'm sorry if I made anybody feel uncomfortable and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah. This is another one in the long line of, of these men being accused of sexual yeah. misconduct lately. Well, and for Disney, the Weinstein stuff does go at Disney because uh, Miramax was owned by Disney. Mm-hmm. And I, th- you're going to see some lawsuits come out. I'm sure Disney's going to have... They're going to be paying a lot in the next couple of years because there's no way this stuff comes out and then there aren't lawsuits about it. So, yeah. Well, he's leaving for six months. So, I want, I mean, will they bring him back? Hard to tell. It may just be a move where he's, you know, wait, trying to wait out the storm of it maybe a little bit. But. And there's been a little bit more detail released about exactly what kind of missteps they're talking about and again we'll put this in the show notes if you want to see information about this but it's very <laughs> it maybe just comes down to his like personality and how he interacts with people he's what just were they very like he, what was it saying feeling. he did oh um because i didn't read it okay it says one former female executive said that he's very tactile in a weird way um, others said he would rub my leg in a meeting. It was creepy and weird. And it got to the point where I wouldn't sit next to him in a meeting because it undermined everything I said. Um, stuff like that. He was observed passionately kissing a female subordinate at a 2010 Miramax party. Miramax. <laughs> Maybe him and Weinstein are just like in cahoots. Um, <laughs> but, uh, apparently like these people that are coming out about, all this stuff is just saying like he had people like watching him, make sure he wasn't too touchy feely or too whatever, which is, Hmm. I mean, I'm not surprised, but anyway, more information about this in the show notes. So I just wanted to put that out there. That's uh, always strange behavior. Uh, Yeah. So hopefully let's, let's hopefully there's no more (laughs) stories about misconduct oh there will be i know there will be but i really don't want to see that makes me sad so yeah anyway it's the season of this i think for now so yeah see how long it runs but 
All right. Well, the next story doesn't talk about leaving um, on their own, but they're forced to leave. So let's let's go to the next story. Uh, yes, Disney lays off more than 145 people for parks and resorts restructuring. Uh, it says the Walt Disney Company notified parks and resorts cast members today, and this was on uh, this was two weeks ago. So this would have been last week. So um, that they are laying off 0.1 percent of the division which would equal out to be about 145 positions the jobs have been cut as part of a restructuring program and disney is assisting the affected employees in finding other positions both within and outside the company disney does not expect the layoffs to affect guests as the cast members cut were not hourly workers and did not deal directly with visitors the departments affected were human resources finance marketing and sales and operations uh, Disney re- recently released its fourth quarter quarter earnings report, which showed drops in revenue and operating income for all divisions except parks and resorts. Compared to 2016's fourth quarter, the division's 2017 fourth quarter saw an increase of 6% in quarterly revenues and 7% in quarterly operating income. And then compared to the f- previous fiscal year, parks and resorts had an 8% increase in yearly revenues and 14% increase in yearly operating income. So restructuring. This is honestly probably 145 <laughs> people in the size of Disney. It very well could just be that jobs that aren't uh, essential or essential whatever anymore. Okay. I mean, it could be a lot of things. Uh, it could mm. just be an entire department that's just ineffective. I, I don't know. Okay. But I mean, you got to think as big as Disney is, 145 jobs is well, not really big. Well, to 145 positions to say like a regular, you know, mid-sized company, maybe more dramatic. Well, of course. I mean, they have what, uh, 40, 50,000 employees. Is that right? Are you talking Disney as a whole or just at parks and resorts? Just parks. I mean, like Disney like World alone has like yeah. what? A ton. There's a, I mean, they're yeah. the biggest employer down in Florida. So. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, it happens. What are you going to do? All right, well, let's move on to movies and TV. And the first one I want to talk about is the new trailer for the Avengers Infinity Wars. So we're going to talk about this for like an hour? No, oh. just for a few minutes, I know. Um, but it was released today for us, so it'll be yesterday for you guys. But um, I am excited about this movie. What about you? Not at all. Oh, whatever. Of course I'm excited for the movie. Yeah, there's a lot of little. Uh, I watched the trailer a couple times and kind of pause it in parts. There's there's some things in the trailer they reveal, but they didn't reveal much at all. Because I kind of already know the storyline. I think I'll probably. <laughs> he than, thinks he just he's just guessing. He doesn't really know. Well, more than likely, if they base it anything off of the comics and based off of the old, like there's a cartoon that had the same Infinity War storyline. If they go down there, I'm sure they'll change some stuff, but the whole premise of it was probably about the same. So I kind of probably know the continuity of the way things will go, but I think there will be a lot of death in this movie. Yeah. You know, what I noticed too is, I mean, I knew this was going to happen before they come out with a trailer, but there is a lot of people in this movie. And the movie's, what, going to be two, two and a half hours long? Is everybody going to get like enough screen time is it going to seem like it's too much that's my that's my wondering about, about it I, the russo brothers do i mean you got to think they did they also directed civil war and granted that was a captain america movie but I, I you know i don't really honestly when it comes to marvel i don't really worry about the movies they always seem to do a good job i mean yeah. the, the avenger movies 
had a lot of people in him, and you know, it doesn't seem like certain character. I mean, obviously, certain character storylines are more heavily intertwined into, into movies and things. But you know, I I think it'll be fine. And um, when did it say it's coming out? I forgot. May. Yeah. This is eighteen. Okay. I gotta say, I do enjoy a bearded Captain America. Beardy. I'm just gonna say I have a beard. Yeah. And now Captain America has a beard. It's not a coincidence. Therefore, you're Captain America. Is that what I'm you're saying? I'm not saying I'm Captain America. I'm just saying it's not a coincidence that <laughs> okay. uh, I think what I'm telling you is I need a shield. Gotcha. Well, the trailer, there's a link for it in the show notes. So take oh, a look at it if on, you haven't. My favorite part of the trailer is Black Panther. And uh, if you guys haven't seen it, then go see it. But anyways, uh, Black Panther is saying we need reinforcements here and get this man a shield. Yes. <laughs> Get him a shield. Okay. That's funny. Yeah, the Black Panther movie hasn't even come out yet. No, and there's a March. lot. I was I actually paused a couple of scenes. There's a lot of the uh, Wakanda people. I think a lot of this battle stuff will take place in Wakanda. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I think for sure Black Panther is going to lead right, right up into to Avengers. It, yep. Right up into it. So that's that a good sense. way to... And this is the genius of Marvel. That's a great way to get people to go see... A character that not a lot of people know about, but more than likely it's going to lead right up into Avengers. So yeah, it yeah. kind of gives a little bit of a more of an emphasis to go see it, even if you don't know much about the character. It's a good point. It's a good point. Well, I'm excited, so I will be seeing it in May. By yourself? By myself. You're not coming. It's just going to be me. Big bowl of popcorn. Okay. Giant root beer. That's all fake because I hate root beer and movie theater butter movie theater popcorn is makes me sick so um, none of that will happen <laughs> so you just lied to everybody so i just lied to everybody yes you'll be coming with me so okay moving on to the next one we're talking about coco yeah disney's P- disney pixar's coco uh takes the thanksgiving weekend box office uh it's uh, see it performed ex- exceptionally well when released in mexico prior to dia de los muertos day of the dead Mm-hmm. I was just speaking it in the, yeah, the yeah, Spanish tongue. Uh, the holiday film is centered around that day. And this past weekend in the United States, Coco managed to dominate the Thanksgiving holiday as well. Coco brought in $71.2 million in the box office. Um, Between Wednesday and Sunday. Yeah, I beat Justice League. Justice League brought in $60 million. And... Let's see. Disney has had a strong Thanksgiving weekend presence in the past. Coco has taken fourth place on the list of most successful debuts during the holiday weekend. The top three of all Disney films are Frozen with 93 million, Moana with 82, and Toy Story 3 with 80 million. Uh, Variety cited an audience survey about the film conducted by Comscore's Post Track, which said the audiences gave Coco strong ratings with 66% calling it excellent and another 23% rating it very good. Surveys also showed 77% of viewers saying that they would definitely recommend the movie to friends. 20% saying that they would watch it again in a theater. I, I'm excited. We're actually going to see this on um, Sunday for you guys, actually, so we can do a review about it um, for the next Diz Talk. And I'm actually kind of getting excited about it. At first, I didn't really understand. I really didn't connect with the, with the trailers or anything that I saw about it. But the more I've heard people talking about it and be like, it's a really good movie. It's really good. It's all, you know, like family and yeah. love and you laugh all the time. And well, the movie, Pixar's so. almost to me where, and I know Pixar's been around longer than the Marvel movies, but it's almost a point where 
I don't know anything about this movie, but I'm assuming it's a good movie because it's Pixar. I know, right? And Marvel does the the same thing. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like when Guardians came out. I knew nothing about the Guardians. I just was like, well, it's a Marvel movie. I'm sure it's probably pretty good. Yeah. So I I think it's they're one of those franchises that or companies, I suppose, that have kind of earned that trust. Exactly. Until they ruin it. So we'll see if they ever do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Next story. Um, Real quick. Oh, just mention the the song "How Far I'll Go" from Moana has been nominated for a Grammy. Yay! That's all I have to say about that. I I have nothing else to say. I just want to say. I pay close attention to the Grammys. I know. You are their demographic. <laughs> the Grammys, <laughs> they they look to you for their opinions about their music. They just should. Just kidding. Although my Grammys would just be... My Grammys. Like, my Grammys. Music today is just terrible. <laughs> you sound like an old man. I do. <laughs> Funny thing is, I use, like some stuff's okay, but yeah, for the most part, it's just... yeah. Get off my lawn. Get right? off my lawn time. Get off my lawn. Okay. Anyways. Let's move into parks and resort stories. Um, first one is the new restaurant announced. Yeah, there's or, a... Well, it's not really announced, but it's it's happening, so... Okay. Uh, new Spyglass Grill restaurant at Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort set to open early 2018. Uh, since the massive overhaul of Old Port Royale's center town began a few months back at Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort... Details have been scarce on exactly what the new dining options would be when they open next year. Disney is now posting job opportunities at the new eateries uh, set to open in early 2018, providing some information on the new resort counter service location called Spyglass Grill. Uh, While details on the Spyglass Grill are scarce, we know that it will feature Coca-Cola freestyle machines. That's always good. Love it. Uh, And Disney is currently only looking for existing cast members to fill the roles at the new location. The Spyglass Grill name has not been previously announced, or had not been previously announced. The venue is rumored to be located between the pool and the beach at Trinidad South within the resort. While no details are available yet, new table service venues, bars, lounges, and shopping venues will also be a part of the new complex when it is completed sometime next year. You know, I've stayed here. I stayed here 10 years ago Mm -hmm. with my sister, and, you know, it was great for us because we would be at the parks pretty much all day and then sleep at our hotel and that was it. We didn't really... I think we went to the food court area one time. Everything else, we were just like, go, 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 go. Um, I'm really glad they're doing an overhaul and they're doing a bunch of changes because I think it's going to be needed when all the crowds are influxed for Star Wars and Toy Story. Um, It needed a little refresher. Even back 10 years ago, it needed a refresher. So I'm glad this is happening, and I'm glad to hear that a new restaurant's coming. So, yeah, I think all this stuff you're seeing now is they're sort of reinforcing the uh, barricades for Toy Story and Star Wars coming online. So, which is smart. It's good. Yeah, they yeah. needed so. And it's just okay. So it's just counter service. So it's not really a. Yeah. It's not going to be shutters. Shutters. <laughs> That's their um, table service that they oh. have. It's not. It's okay. It's not very good. So. Didn't know what you were talking about. Okay. Sorry. Anyway. Okay. Moving on. Uh, next story is about Magical Express. Yeah. They are changing. Uh, see, Disney Magical Express now picking up guests four hours before your flight. And then they'll reevaluate this after the holidays. So this affects us. 
directly. Mm, yeah. So we we leave in a week and a half for our trip, and I think our flight when we're coming back from the hotel to the ho- to the hospital, <laughs> the hotel to the airport. Wait to jinx it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I think we take off at like two forty five. Or something, something like that. Just means we'll have to be ready to go by like ten forty-five. Yeah, it's just it's just a big chunk because before this, I was like, you know, what we can just we can go have breakfast and we can go to Magic Kingdom for a few hours. With this, I don't think we'll have time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big bummer. But yeah. and somebody, I've been reading all these like message boards and discussion boards and all that, and a lot of people are saying. Just get get a Lyft, get Uber, you know, don't worry about Magical Express at all. And at the same time, I'm thinking, okay, if I get Uber or Lyft, we have to get like a car seat. Like we have to have a car seat in those cars. With the Magical Express, it's, it's a bus. You just hold the baby on your lap. True. <laughs> so it's actually more expensive to not do, to, to do it that way. So I don't know. I, I mean, we'll just deal with it, but. It's unfortunate. And I understand the whole TSA and the che- the security lines are much longer. And Disney's just being precautious about wanting everyone to make their flight times. Because it would be bad if they kept it at three hours. You know, three hour pickup time before your flight. You get to the airport and the security line takes two hours to get through. And then you miss your flight. You know, people will be outraged. So this is the better or, outcome. Or the TSA could just pick it up. And not be terrible at their jobs. Well, I'm just wondering, you know, I don't think they don't really have the infrastructure to handle as many people as they do. I mean, it was a smaller, considered a smaller airport even back in the day. And they're handling like twice as many people as they should. So I think a major expansion would be good. Yeah. I mean, this makes me wonder about just doing the TSA pre. Pre Pre-check. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can just get that done. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we can't get it done in time for this trip, but... Yeah. Because then you can just go right through it. Oh, and... I know. Yeah, that'd be, that would be a good thing to do. And that's that's a deal where you sign up for a special program where you can just basically go right through a security check. You don't have to Yeah, you got to the pass. Thing. There's like background check. Mm-hmm. And they, it takes a couple of months to get done. And they but... think it's a, this, you pay a certain price for it. It's not that much. I mean, if you travel a lot, it's good, but How long otherwise... is it good for? Like a year? No, it's longer for it's good for longer than that. Oh, okay. A couple of years, I think. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, if you travel much, it'd probably be the way to go, especially yeah. if you're going down to Disney. Cause exactly. That's yeah. Four hours is a long time before a flight to. And when you have a 16 month old with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already dreading this. <laughs> I hope the TSA people like being yelled at by our daughter. Uh, she is loud. Okay. Um, moving on. Talking about Moonlight Magic. Next story, please. Yeah, 2018 Moonlight Magic dates have been announced. Uh, Disney Vacation Club has released a schedule of the planned Moonlight Magic events through 2018. Members will receive free access to Disney theme parks and water parks on 14 nights throughout the year, including the first ever event at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, Following is the full slate of activities for the coming year. Uh, Well, I'm not going to read all these, but basically uh, there's Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom... Typhoon Lagoon, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and uh, Disney's California Adventure. Looks like there's two or three events at each of those parks throughout the year. Yeah. So, and these are super popular. 
Yeah, I, I don't know a lot about these. It started last year? Yeah, it says this, the Moonlight Magic events started last year in conjunction with the DVC's 25th anniversary celebration. Um, yeah. Basically, you get a couple hours exclusive theme park time. Uh, you get free food. You get shorter attraction waits. You get special um, character meet and greets, parties, dance parties, stuff like that. So they do sell out. So if you're a DVC member and you just are hearing about this and you're like, ooh, I got to sign up, do it now. Because they will yeah. sell out. Indeed. Indeed. So, okay, moving on. Uh, Disney World is testing annual pass and other discounts through Magic Bands. And it says some table service restaurants at Walt Disney World are testing the ability to scan a guest's Magic Band to apply annual pass discounts. I believe I said this was probably coming couple months back yes uh if a guest is paying via magic band they won't have to do anything extra to get the discount as it should automatically be applied during the payment process sadly this new feature requires a magic band payment to work so otherwise guests will have to show their pass for the discount right now the discount application is only working for annual pass there is no word if disney vacation club or other discounts will eventually work the same way as well this is a good idea i i mean that applies to us yeah well there's no reason technologically why you're not gonna everything's gonna run through your your magic band eventually let me tell you something about disney and technology they're a little slow is there a reason you sound like drunk sorry (laughs) a little slow to you know get stuff online i mean it took them a couple years to get the magic bands well i don't necessarily think it's a bad idea because i I think i didn't say it was a bad idea right i think the reason they're slower because they just got where they're doing all the um virtual ordering for the the uh, restaurants and all that i think they're just adding elements one by one because just in case something goes wrong well you know i I work a lot with computers and technology where you can have the best laid out plans and you you hit the go button and you're just going to have issues arise it just they're just going to happen you, you can just sit there and say, we don't know what it's going to be, but there's going to be problems. There's always bugs that work out. So by doing one thing at a time and working out the kinks and slowly rolling it out, I think it limits, A, a it limits the, and maybe it's this is learning from their PR mistakes of the past, mm-hmm. it limits um, the mistakes becoming known to the public. Yeah. You know, if you, if you roll out the restaurants, say, uh, two restaurants at a time and you have some issues, well, it's not across all the parks at the same time. And then it's yeah. a big blunder, and it gets written up in the papers, and people go, oh, big blunder at Disney World. People are mad. So it's smart to do it this way. It's yeah. just one of those things where features that are going to be there, you just got to wait for them, unfortunately. It seems like. Yeah, but, that's true. You know, and it's even adding that element. You got to have people write code. You got to have people put stuff in there, and, you know, it'll it'll get there eventually. And, and there'll be even more, I mean, as time goes mm-hmm. on. That's cool. Uh, okay, uh, next one we're going to talk about Disney Springs and shopping. Uh, yeah, Disney Springs now offering hands-free shopping option. Uh, guests shopping at Disney Springs will now have the option of leaving their shopping bags at the Welcome Center, allowing them to shop hands-free. When purchasing an item at Disney Springs store, guests, will, guests that want to shop hands-free will simply receive a tag that coordinates with another tag that is attached to their purchase. Guests will also attach some of their personal information to the tag that is left with their purchase. When the guest is done shopping, they'll simply go to the Welcome Center to retrieve their purchases using the tags they've collected shopping throughout the day. 
All items need to be retrieved before 11 p.m. This is the same tactic that credit card companies want you to do. If you have all your money, if you just have a credit card, then you can just spend, 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 spend versus if you have cash or if you you know you're holding the cash you have in your hand, like that's all the money you're going to spend, you'll spend less. Well, just hide your bags. You haven't bought anything. Go buy some more stuff. Like, I feel like that's what they're doing. Uh, I don't know if that's... Your hands are free. You need more. You need to buy it, it more. It very well just could be... More I mean, yeah, it could be that. It also could just be a, something they're just offering just as a perk. I know. But that was me being, like, cynical about it. I understand cynicism when it's it's given to me. I know. <laughs> okay. Um, my only thing is, I don't know... I, I kind of am a little bit of a nerd on terms of, like, buying of user habits and things. I, I don't know. I would assume there's probably some effect on that, but I don't know... If there's anything like data that shows that, but maybe they're just trying to see. I mean, the very well yeah. could be trying it to see if they do this, and they notice that people maybe spend ten percent more. So yeah, that's true. You know, could be a test or something like that. But. Okay. All right. Um, the last two for parks and resorts uh, stories are about some permits that have been filed for some attractions. So go ahead and start with the Tron one. Yeah, Walt Disney World files first permit for Tron Coaster, revealing more details on the building location. Um, says uh, The Tron Coaster will be modeled after Tron Light Cycle Power Run at Shanghai Disneyland. The coaster-style attraction invites guests to board a train of two-wheeled light cycles for a ride through Tron's high-tech universe. The Tron Coaster, labeled MK2 on the map here that we'll link to in the show notes, yes. is being built on a land adjacent to Space Mountain. This was all, uh, a lot of this was announced at D23 this year. Well, uh, not not the placement. Well, yeah, that's well, the, kind of. They did, yeah, they showed the placement because they showed the concept art. Um, okay. I mean, we knew it was going to be right over there by Space Mountain. Right. But now we have a better idea, according to the to the to the uh, permit, how that's going to work. But yeah, I mean, well, basically, I, yeah, I know. I'm just saying yeah. we knew it was going to be in that area. Um, but yeah, it's just showing you an overlay, a little bit of like the official plan of where it's going to be. But it's kind of to the left and behind Space Mountain a little bit. And the Tomorrowland Speedway is staying. It's not going away. So some people were concerned about that. It's behind that. Um, yeah. And it looks like the railroad tracks kind of go through part of the attraction, from what I understand. Like, in this picture, again, in the show notes, it looks like you can see the train tracks go through the plot of land. It'll go through <laughs> it because Space Mountain actually, I think it goes under the railroad tracks. When you're walking to, like, the where the building's out of the ride and when you walk to it. I think the reason you go down the ramp is because you're actually going underneath the railroad tracks. Uh, That's the only ride in Disney World that does that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I, I'm sure it'll run somehow. They'll build around it for Tron because it it'll run right okay. through that. But cool. I don't know if it'll. I, I doubt it's going to run through Tron. It's probably going to more than likely. Tron will be over the railroad tracks. I would I would assume. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Uh, yeah, permits for Ratatouille attraction and expanded P- France Pavilion reveal new details of the Epcot project. And this is like very detailed uh, architecture map here of everything. <laughs> uh, a new round of permits have been filed for the upcoming Ratatouille attraction to be located at the France Pavilion in Epcot. 
the permit shows the expansive show building to be constructed and the expansion pad between Morocco and France. Uh, if you look at the picture on here... Um, this is from WEW News Today. They did an amazing job at showing yeah, exactly where They're saying they going. did a detailed analysis in June, and you'll see most of the buildings that they predicted uh, would be relocated are indeed now shown in their new locations. Uh, you'll see... Yeah, basically, it's just kind of laying out where everything's going to be. Um, but it gives you an idea of the changes that are coming, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, for instance, there is a new cast, a new cast break building as well as relocated merchandise, quote unquote, sheds located behind Morocco. Um, newly relocated entertainment trailers. And so there's a new area leading to the attraction filled with the shopping and dining. Yeah. So that's nice. This looks like the whole pavilion might be getting a little bit of an upgrade. Uh, yeah. uh, the new path will follow the canal side of the existing pavilion, then curve along the back of the existing pavilion until it meets with the show building for Ratatouille. Uh, and we don't know everything about the new street area. No. Um, but You know, I'm thinking cool. about France when I'm looking at it, like if I'm actually standing in World Showcase. And it doesn't really seem that big as it is right now. But looking at this concept art and the um, the plans and the map and everything, I feel like it's going to take so much of the backstage areas and turn it into France. And France is going to be so big. It's going to be huge now. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, a ride, I mean, a ride, like an attraction building is huge. So. And France is one of the more popular pavilions anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for this. I love changes. until you don't until i don't you're right (laughs) okay moving on from parks and resorts we're going to talk about some food and merchandise yeah so there are some new giant star wars atat popcorn buckets that have arrived at disney parks and they are huge they're huge but i guess there's popcorn in the top of them i don't know i don't know where the popcorn is at i mean they just look like a giant atat um Yeah, I don't know. I'm assuming it's got to be at the top because there's no. I mean, no how world. tall are they? Like two feet tall, three feet tall? They look maybe three. Like it's pretty pretty big. Uh, these are available at Tomorrowland Popcorn Cart in Disneyland Park. Uh, guests can now take home the classic ATAT filled with popcorn. This is not at Disney World yet, is it? Right? No, no, no. Yeah. Um, but it's probably coming to Walt Disney World yeah. soon. So. Price is a little steep. It's twenty five dollars. Twenty five dollars. But it is really big. This is like the the goofy bucket popcorn bucket. Yeah. People are obsessed with that right now. Wow. Although I, w- I will say... $25. I don't know if you want to be walking around <laughs> theme parks with this giant AT-AT all day long. Okay. Is it an AT-AT or is it an AT-AT? They call it both. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's interesting. Yeah. this The pictures are in the show notes. Take a look at them. They are crazy. Okay. Moving on to the next one. I am excited to read about this. Well, let me read it to you then. Thank you. Go ahead. In my best narrating voice <laughs> that I can. Um, yeah, so there will be some festive drinks available for at the parks for the holiday season. And they are... There's a, these are the best. This is from Disney Parks blog. And they've yeah. kind of compiled a list of their favorite holiday drinks so i just that's what i wanted to read so i'm trying to find the list here they have a bunch of pictures of these if you go to the show notes you can see the link here to the article 
there is an apple Riesling wine slushy at Amorite. Amorite. How do you say that? Amorites patisserie. Amorites. Okay. Some words just give me trouble. <laughs> uh, let's see. It looks oh, like wine slushy yeah. with a delectable is... mini holiday ornament dome cake. Mm. It says Sam's Sleigh oh, Ride. Grab one. Okay, got it. Sorry. Yeah, Sam's Sleigh Ride at Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar. This is at Disneyland, I think. Mm-hmm. It's honey whiskey liquor and a hint of cinnamon. Ooh. Sounds pretty good. Uh, really a very good. merry moonshine at Chef Art Smith's Homecoming. Ooh, we're going to be there, so we can do this. I think you're just going to say ooh and ah and ooh, everything on here. Ah, yes, I will. Uh, oh my this, gosh. <laughs> this fun spin on their signature moonshine cocktail has the. Re- re- Requisite? Okay. Jeez. Um, <laughs> requisite holiday eggnog with a sugar cookie rim and is a oh. delightful sip on the back porch at homecoming. That Are you going to get that? Good. Jared loves him some eggnog. Possibly. I'm not paying $15 for it if that's going to be the price. It's I don't know. I have much. no idea how much. It's it, probably that much. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Ooh. I like eggnog, but. Warm chocolate. It's not float. hard. Yeah. There's a warm chocolate float at Festival of the Holidays. That's at California Adventure. That's at California yeah. Adventure. Uh, a Napa Rose s'more at Napa Rose at the Grand Florid or sorry Grand Californian and again that's at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. S'mores milkshake at the Grand Floridian uh, Gaspar Gasparilla Island Grill. So it looks like it's a marshmallow fluff cream and chocolate with a graham cracker garnish all in a glass. Uh, uh. Looks good, but. That I'm sounds so rich. Wanting this. Yeah. There is a tropical snowstorm at Trader Sam's uh, Grotto at the Polynesian. This is a bourbon-based liquid ref- ref- a bourbon-based liquid refreshment. Takes it to the next level for the holidays with the addition of coconut, cinnamon, and sweet top. Oh, I can't talk. Sweet tropical syrups. They rim the glass with toasted coconut and serve with a peppermint candy cane. Ugh, coconut sounds terrible in there. <laughs> I hate coconut. <laughs> and then there is a hot cocoa flight at Flurry of Fun. This is what I want to try. I want to try this so bad. Yeah. Um, like so bad, Jared. Somebody on Instagram it w- uh, had a picture of this and I saw it mm-hmm. and it looked really I've good. I've seen that so many pictures and videos of people trying this. I have to have it. Yeah. Oh. I feel bad. I can't remember who had that and I That's messaged okay. him about it. Oh, you did? Oh, um, Millennial. Oh, yeah, millennial, millennial on Main Street. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. She's awesome. She took a cup, some Shout pictures. Shout out to like Millennial on Main Street. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That was, so weird. That was sometimes. dumb. I'm sorry. But, yeah. But, yes, thank you for sharing your picture on Instagram. That was uh, that was amazing because I have to have this. So. I don't think you liked any of that stuff. I loved there. all of it. All of it. You now, would not like all that, by the way. Uh, some of it. I would like some of it. The eggnog stuff? Nope. Well, me. you don't like alcohol. No, not really. It has to be specific. I can't. I can't. Like if there's it. a hint of alcohol in it, Jamie will not like it usually. Oh come on, I'm I'm not a square. No, no, you're square. You just <laughs> like the taste of it. That's but, true. Yeah. All right, moving a on. Nice use of the word square. I will Thank say. Thank you. Moving on, the last thing um, there is a new uh, 2018 logo merchandise has been released, um, but there we'll just put a link to that in the show notes. So we won't really talk about all of that because there's a ton. So. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's move on to the rumors section because that is it for the news. Um, we've got two rumors. Um, there are some rumors circulating that Hall of Presidents will be reopening before Christmas. I don't know how reliable this source is, but apparently there have been 
a couple of people close to the situation saying that it might sounds very definite very <laughs> like those ones like a friend of a friend of a friend said i know i know so and so it's terrible said. i know so i hope this reopens soon i want to be able to that'd go be there. great and but you know disney they're not they're keeping their lips tight about that so and then the second rumor which we had talked about a couple of weeks ago i believe about a new hotel at epcot coming in and it's just there's just more stuff being talked about more and more. So I believe this is going to happen. It's I just think it's going to happen. Actually, I think um, I said last week I thought this was going to happen. Last week, okay. So we think it's uh, there's two locations it could be at this point. It could be right in front of Spaceship Earth, like in like not actually in the park, but like right in front of it. So it would be the Spaceship Earth Hotel. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but. Or it could be to the side of the park where one of the parking lots is for the like the buses and stuff. See, I think it's going to go where you're going to like in front of Spaceship Earth because that's going to be a premium room to be able to look out and see Spaceship Earth. Well, it's like what they did in Disneyland Paris. The you have to go through the hotel, Disneyland Paris hotel, to get to the park. Like I don't it know. Sits over the yeah. Entr- I don't know if they'll do thing. that. It's hard to know what they exactly do because yeah. I know they're going to redo that front par- entrance anyways. So it could very well just be that's, that's just part of the redo. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how they incorporate it, but I know that whole front entrance area is going to be different once they redo Maybe. it. Maybe so. Yeah, but oh man, this would be great. I would love to stay here. Well, and I think that they're going to probably with projection technology increasing. They're probably going to do some cool stuff with projection onto yeah. the uh, yeah. the spaceship Earth. I believe so, you are correct. I believe that'll probably. I mean, it makes it's honestly it's too it's too much of a money maker for them not to because they did a, a deluxe hotel right there, right on Epcot. I mean, it's gonna be popular. So I don't yeah. know what they theme it as, but I don't. Well, that's that's not really in the plans just yet. I don't think, yeah. or at least that we don't know. So yeah. Okay, that's all the rumors we're gonna talk about this week. Uh, we are going to close out the show talking about Star Wars Battlefront 2 video This is game. the uh, Jared's Geek Out Hour. This is Jared's, Jared's like time, yes. So um, I'll just kind of facilitate this because I don't have any idea about this game at all. And Jared can just, you know, talk, talk, talk all he wants. Okay. So, okay. So give me a little, um, not a very detailed overview but like just tell me what it is you do in the game what's the story well this one actually has a campaign so the first battlefront didn't have a campaign to it it was just what does that mean what's a campaign campaign's like a story to it okay like there's actually story i'm just saying there are some people that don't know what that means there's a storyline like call of duty games although most people buy them because you can play online and all that stuff um there's a campaign where you play as a character and progress through a story and stuff like that so what is the story this story well and this is the reason i rented the game i didn't buy it because i'll, I'll explain later but um i knew there was a campaign to it and it i had read and heard that it was going to basically it adds to the whole saga so it's, it's not something that if you don't see this it's not going to take away from your enjoyment of star wars but it just kind of adds to it, it adds little snippets so you play as uh you actually start playing Okay, the game starts essentially at the end of Return of the Jedi as the battle on okay. Endor is happening. So you play as, um, as someone actually as part of the Empire. So you're actually playing a lot of this game from the perspective of you know the bad guys. 
So you're playing, uh, your character's name is Eden Verseo, I believe is how you say the name, but it's a, she's basically a leader of a special forces unit uh, called um, Fire Squad, I believe. Okay. And so you're on indoor to basically try and there, you know, the whole game is like, oh, there's an uprising, stop it. So as soon as you get to the planet, uh, the Death Star is blown up. So basically, most of the game is taking place after the the Death Star has been destroyed. And when Return of the Jedi, at the once the Death Star is destroyed, kind of the movie's over, and it's like, oh, the good guys won't go on. Well, this actually shows that once the Death Star was destroyed, it's not like the war just stopped. So it's kind of like the slow demise oh. of the Empire, of like how it kind of got more. They actually got more brutal. I mean, they started really, um, even in the game, they're actually attacking planets that were friendly to them because they were trying to strike fear into people. So it was almost like just, you know, you got to think in this point, Vader's gone and Palpatine's gone. So they're almost, uh, there's no real leader. And in the game, they say something about Palpatine had a, a final order get to give like if he were to die and I'm, I think this was something a lot of it takes place in that so okay you're playing this that goes on as the um well so part of the campaign you play as this Eden Verseo character and then you also get to play as other characters you get to play as Luke Skywalker from like right after Return of the Jedi so it's a younger Luke Skywalker you play as Princess Leia you play as Han Solo you play as um Oh, what is his name? Lando Calrissian. Yeah, you play as Lando Calrissian. So it's kind of almost a tour through Star Wars in a way, if you think about it. Um, so some parts of it that add to it, like, and I think this might actually play into some aspect of the new Star Wars movie coming up, is when you're playing as Luke, he's looking for something. So basically Palpatine is gone, and he's looking for something on uh, a planet. I can't remember the planet that he's on, but he's looking for something because he feels the force calling him to it. And he gets there and he find there. He runs into um, an empire, like a basically it says Eden Verseo's uh, teammate or part of her special forces team. It's him that he runs into Mm -hmm. and he's there to destroy Palpatine's vault. Okay. So Luke and him actually kind of team up because there's some bugs and some bad stuff on the place. So they they fight them off together. So you get into the vault and there's a compass that Luke takes. And he says, you know, basically he's like, hey, can I keep this? And so the guy lets him have it. Well, I think that compass from stuff I've been seeing, it could possibly contain uh, Vader's um, part of his lightsaber that makes it red, possibly. Mm-hmm. His saber crystal, something like that. So something is in that compass because someone found in the toy that was released for the upcoming Star Wars movie on Luke's character that that same compass that was in the game is one of the accessories to the action figure. So oh. it looks like that compass because it was Palpatine. So that looks... I, I don't know how much of a role it will play, but it's definitely playing some role. Um and then the other parts are where basically, you're honestly, it's just kind of a tour through Star Wars. It's kind of cool. Like you play a one level as Leia, and it's um, you're on um, the same planet Naboo, and you're you know you're fighting back the Empire. And there's a level where you play with Han Solo, where you're actually in um, what's her name in the Force Awakens with the eyes. 
um, in the cantina place. Ma- Maz. Maz? Maz? Yeah, Maz. I can't remember the last. Anyways, you're you're there at that place. Um, and you run into some Empire people there. So it definitely kind of takes you out the whole thing. Uh, it, so story-wise, it adds some elements because it kind of shows you exactly what happened right after uh, Return of the Jedi. Kind of adds a little bit more of a layer to that. Not a whole lot of stuff. Just kind of shows you um, how ruthless the Empire was becoming. The character you play, as she starts out on the Empire, and then they start seeing how bad the Empire was becoming, and they actually turn to the good side and start fighting for the Rebels. So they, they become good as the game goes on as well. So you start bad, but you end up going good. Um, okay. And at the very end, again, it was like a tour through Star Wars, they do tie it in with Kylo Ren, because after you basically um, defeat, you go back to Jakku, which is where Force Awakens, a lot of it takes place. That's where Rey's at. Yeah. You defeat the Empire on Jakku. And so I think a lot of the stuff that you were seeing where Rey was harvaging or scavenging for parts and the old star sh- or the old Empire ships and stuff in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. Those are ones that you've basically shot down in this battle that you win at the end of the game. So okay. you win the battle and then it fast forwards like a couple of decades Turns out some of the same characters are at play, and uh, you actually play as uh, Kylo Ren for a little bit, and so some of these same characters that were at play in this game are now in the Star Wars trilogy of right now. So it ties it all in together, so it kind of takes the old to the new. Uh, So nothing groundbreaking. It's not like if you don't play this game or or know what happens in it, it's going to take away from anything, but it's just something where you know it adds a little bit extra to the um this the saga i suppose okay so um was it fun (laughs) yeah it was fun from a game standpoint it was better than battlefront the first battlefront uh it was an improvement Uh, visually speaking it's fantastic i mean when you're in these places um and you're playing as these characters so it's kind of a mix when you're playing as like luke skywalker han solo princess leia it's in third person so you can see the characters running around so you can see yourself being Luke and all this stuff. And you've got the lightsaber and you have certain, each character has their own little certain powers. When you're playing as the uh, Iden Verseo uh, character, you're first person shooter. So kind of like Call of Duty okay. and things like okay. that. Uh-huh. So it's kind of a mix between those. And that it definitely when you're like Iden Verseo type, it's almost legitimately like you're playing Call of Duty. It's just with lasers and things like okay. that. <laughs> so it's a lot, it's a lot with that. Um, it, it was okay. It was fun. It's um, some aspects were kind of clunky. I didn't play a ton online. I did play a little bit online, and in that one, you can there's tons of battles you can do, and you can actually go through and replay a lot of just on your own. There's battles from the old movies. You can go in and replay those mm-hmm. with different characters. You can unlock characters and things like that. Yeah, I didn't like, have a ton of time to play it, so I didn't go through all of that. I, I just played a, a little bit on that. Um, yeah, it, it's it, like when you're playing as Luke or you're playing as like Kylo Ren, you can do some stuff, but it uh, you don't how to describe it. You don't feel like you're Luke Skywalker, like you're the most feared Jedi in the world, you know, ever or something like that. Like you feel powerful, but it doesn't take a whole lot for say like a bunch of stormtroopers to come along and kind of overpower you and almost kill you. Okay, but that is kind of the aspect of a game like this because. For instance, 
how do you make a really good Superman game? Because how do you play a character that can't get hurt? So you have to have an element in there where yeah. the character can. You have to make it a challenge because it was right. just you know Luke Skywalker just run, running through people. It wouldn't really be fun because there's no challenge. So I understand that aspect of it, but um, it was fun. I didn't have a whole lot of, of expectations going into it. I'd heard some stuff about it that you know basically it was so so. Um, so yeah, I mean it was fun. It was worth playing, but it's not one that I would buy. I don't know. If you really like playing online, which anymore I don't play much online at all because, you know, yeah, between having a child and running <laughs> businesses and things, I don't have yeah. the time. But um, it's it's okay. It's got some clunky gameplay to it, especially uh, when you're in third person. Some of the okay. – you can get kind of – So the graphics are, are – Graphics are too? great. Visually, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're really put into the battle and into these places like you're in Jakku, you're on – a lot of these places you've seen in the movies, you're, you're kind of there, and that that part's cool. Yeah. Uh, there's just some clunky gameplay here and there. Um, yeah, I mean, I would give it out of 10, probably like a 6 or a 7. Okay. Somewhere around there. Not okay. terrible, so not, not great. terrible, but not awesome. Yeah. So, I I mean, for instance, I, I'm not going to buy this. I, I played the campaign just to see, just to see what it added to the story, per se. Okay. But uh, yeah. So, all right. And the campaign's super short. Oh, it's not. I very think long. it was like maybe five, six hours. So that's how long it took you to play the whole thing. To beat the campaign. Oh. Yeah, okay. the campaign itself. Well, is not I, very long. so you can play on, online with the people. Right. You can play online. You can do. There's individual battles. I mean, you can go on your own, replay a bunch of these battles. Uh, so there's. I mean, there's potentially there's a lot of replay value to it if it's something you want to get into. Um. Yeah, I mean, and typically, if you're playing online, either you're on the rebel side or you're on the empire side. And it is weird when you're playing like online battles. You start across like if you're on the empire, uh, you're playing as a stormtrooper, and then if as it goes on, if you get enough points, then you can play as like Kylo Ren. So you have to earn yeah. points in the battle. Then you can unlock, say, Kylo Ren, or you can unlock a um, Tie Fighter and do other things like that. So. Yeah, I mean that part of it's okay. I mean, it, it's it's uniqueish. It's not like exactly like Call of Duty, so it's a little bit different like that. But um, yeah, it it just it's okay. Okay. Better than the first one. That's well, that's good. Yeah. So. Cool. All right. Well, do you need add anything else to what you said? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I mean. Like I said, I didn't do a deep, deep dive into this game. I kind of well, I just, didn't play it at all. So yeah, I just kind of did the campaign to see the story. And okay. um, it, it's interesting as the story mode. It is an interesting aspect of it being essentially just picking up right after Return of the Jedi. So again, we're seeing this whole formula where the games and some of these new movies are just going to take place between these windows of the movies, which is mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. But essentially, when I actually thought about it. In the gameplay, not a whole lot of stuff happened because the Empire was already sort of falling. Okay. Um, you know, not a ton of re- revelations again. They're not going to have anything in a video game that's going to really impact, the, I don't think, the movies and stuff like that. But, you know, it, it's an interesting aspect of seeing... Because um, you're actually on indoor and you look up and you see it explode and kind of the reactions of, you know, everybody on there. But nice. yeah. Okay, okay. All right, well, um, do you not have anything else you want to add about any of the stories or whatever we talked about today? I don't think so. All right, good deal. 
Well, that's going to be it for us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe to all of our accounts and channels. Sign up for that newsletter on our website, CaptureTheMagicPodcast.com, for a chance to receive a free t-shirt. And check out our vlogs on YouTube. With our trip coming up next week, two weeks from now, we'll be doing a lot of, we'll be filming a lot of content. So we'll be having a ton of vlogs going up at the start of the year. So make sure to look out for those. And we plan on doing some live shows um, and some video pod, or yeah, I guess video podcasts, vlogs, video, vodcasts. That's not a thing. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, I think we're, we'll try some different types of videos too. I mean, yeah, just... we've we've got a lot of new stuff coming at the end, at the beginning of the year. So, so everybody get ready. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Sound like a threat. <laughs> get get ready. ready. Yeah. Um. So I want to say thank you to Jared for providing that review about Battlefront and reading on the stories and being awesome. Whatever. And thank you everybody for listening out there in podcast world. And we will see you in the parks. 